I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. So, how are you? How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a real question for us both today. (laughs) Specifically today, um, I feel mildly fragile um, because we spent the day day drinking yesterday, which is something I haven't done in about four years, and apparently... Almost 25-year-old Charlotte cannot handle her booze in the same way that 21-year-old Charlotte could. So um, it's it's been interesting. It's not been as productive as I'd have liked. But hey-ho, how's your Sunday been? <laughs> um, I feel like I just listened to myself talk. That was it. basically the, the same summary. Um, I've, I've, I don't even want to say I feel my age. I feel older than my yeah. age. I feel like I, feel, I can't tell if the alcohol has aged me or if I have aged and I can't handle the alcohol but I'm extremely delicate today and it yes it's been a wasted Sunday basically you know what I don't even feel hungover I just feel like I haven't exhausted (laughs) yeah I I know exactly what you mean I felt hungover this morning but then this afternoon I'm just like I need to sleep for maybe 10 hours that would be really ideal what I love is that when we were at uni, we would do this all the time. We're like, we'd go on nights out several times a week, and the next day we would just bounce back. And everyone was like, "Oh, you won't be doing that in a few years' time." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, we will. We'll be fine." And now I'm like, I actually like, I can't function. Yeah, I didn't anticipate feeling like this after drinking until I was maybe like my mid thirties. I'm really worried <laughs> about what our forties hold for us if this is how we are in our mid twenties. That is very true. I, but equally, I hope we are still day drinking and making regrettable decisions like this in 20 years time, because at least we're still all doing it together. I feel like we didn't make any regrettable decisions yesterday. Yesterday was such a lovely day. I feel like we should probably say what we did. It was our friend Becky's birthday. Um, and we all met up in London. And we had a day of bingo brunch. It was bottomless brunch. And that is where things started to take a slightly downward turn, um, which we then proceeded to carry on with in a local Weatherspoons, like the classy ladies we are. Which, I um, mean, when you say Weatherspoons, it's, you know it's downhill, really. Yeah, yeah we knew. Well, the thing is, we all agreed that we probably had too much alcohol in our system to, in, to really appreciate a £15 cocktail from any local bar. Well, actually, so, we made a really well-informed decision, to be fair. I think so. I think so, too. Um, but then I got in at about half ten, quarter to eleven-ish. Um, <laughs> I got in about one. So that was fun. That was fun. I described it as being 10.30pm drunk at midday. I mean, without going into too much detail, I was painfully punished for it because I had to plunge our very blocked toilet today. So (laughs) I feel like it's the universe's way of punishing me for having consumed excessive amounts of alcohol yesterday. That is an awful way to send a hungover Sunday. That really is. Honestly, I wouldn't even wish it on my worst enemy. It was... Oh, God. I was gagging. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sure everyone really wants to hear about this. <laughs> made it 15 episodes and poo has only just come up, to be quite honest with you. I mean, that's a lie because it's come up lots of times before. We've just cut it out. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Maybe this might make the final cut. Who knows? <laughs> but should we move swiftly onto our recommendations? Do you want to go first? Yeah, my first recommendation was actually going to be related to yesterday because I feel like I've told people, now I've told people what we did, people are loving the idea of bottomless brunch and bingo. 
it was so good. I would literally recommend it to everyone. Yeah, so it was called Dabbers, and it's in London. And um, you you basically you go in, you get your three like bingo sheets, card things. Obviously, I'm very well practiced at my bingo lingo. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you go in and you basically do two or three games of bingo, and you've got bottomless prosecco coming the whole time. You order your food there. The whole atmosphere was just so fun, and it like it's yeah. there was hen parties there, there was birthday parties there. Like if you're looking for something different to do on a weekend, and it wasn't actually that expensive either. If you're going to spend like three plus hours together, you get a really decent amount for your money. Yeah, and I think as well, actually, I was saying to Asia when we were there, it's such a nice idea as a Hindu because if you want something that everyone can get involved in, regardless of like their age, I think you have to be over eighteen, but like regardless of age and like whether you want to drink and like whatever you want to do, like it's during the day, it's really civilized. Yeah, it's a nice idea. It's just something a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. So that is my first recommendation that I guess we kind of share. Um, What's your first recommendation? I feel like I'm going to make things go very serious all of a sudden. That's fine. Um, Here's, so in my delicate state, I decided that today I would start watching Our Planet, which is a new David Attenborough documentary that's on Netflix. Okay. And it's amazing. It's so amazing. Like, I mean, I'm David Attenborough's number one fan. Like, I will love anything that man does, but um, this is really, really powerful. And I think it, I just, I've watched it and I've been really horrified at some of the statistics he shares in it. Like every week we lose a hundred orangutans. Oh my God. That's awful. A hundred every week due to like human activity. Oh, that is, that so is awful. Natness. Um, oh and so the first episode kind of does like an overview of like the world and like different places and then each other episode focuses on a specific region. So I'm currently three episodes in and I've watched the one about like, I want to say it's like frozen land. So he looks at the Arctic and Antarctica um, and then the one on jungles. And it's like, it's fascinating. Like it's, it's so thorough. I just feel like you learn so much and it's a really, um, it's in collaboration with WWF because it is a massive thing about sustainability and why it is so, so, so important now. Um, and yeah. from that, if you go onto the ourplanet.com website, you can do a um, carbon footprint test to see what your carbon footprint is. And I thought I would have a relatively small carbon footprint and I was horrified at what mine was. Oh, okay, I really want to do this now because I'm the same as you. I feel like I, like I know I could be better, but I also feel like I take a lot of like conscious steps on a daily basis to lower my carbon footprint. So I'm. I mean, the only thing I think mine was slightly skewed because I wouldn't ordinarily take long haul flights, and it is based on like how many long haul flights you've done in the past, how many flights you've done of certain distances you've done in the past year. Oh God! And last year I did do a very long haul flight and that's not normal and I did a lot of like shorter haul flights but still there are other things but what's really nice about it is it isn't about telling you off but it's about educating you so it gives you like easy hacks to like like things you can do to change things up um so I think it's very it's quite a and I guess it's quite an accessible way to look at it and just you know if you have Netflix I just urge you to watch it because it just is such an eye-opener it's like I have to admit for all of the ones I've watched in the past this is the one like it's still gorgeous and it's still lovely but there are parts of it that really like 
are not as easy to watch as I think you ordinarily think a David Attenborough documentary would be. Yeah. And I would have really struggled to be the camera team filming that, I think. Um, yeah. But I, it is a really nice watch. Like, it's very educational, it's very informative, and it's Attenborough, so it's shot amazingly. And just the quality of the content produced is amazing. So I would highly recommend, um, because I think, actually, even though it's uncomfortable, it's so, so, so important that we're yeah. all a bit more aware. Definitely. What is your second recommendation? Let's bring the mood up a bit again. <laughs> my This one does bring the mood up a little bit. Um, my second recommendation is Captain Marvel. Um, <gasps> oh, I love that film. Have you been to see it? Yeah, I saw it a couple of weeks ago. We have to be really careful what we say, though. I don't want to give any spoilers. Oh, no, no. I don't I don't want to give spoilers. I just, I absolutely loved it because I felt like it was a really empowering movie from, like, a feminist perspective. Even, yeah. even when you think about it, if you look at the music, a lot of the music was females. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. There was a lot of focus on female friendship in there. And obviously, the, I love that. yeah, I just... Obviously, there's the male aspect involved, and that's it's always going to be that. Obviously, it's the Avengers; like it's a whole long comic line series. But I just really loved the focus on like strong female bonds and strong female characters. I really enjoyed that, and I was actually I was going to look up before we did this whether it passed uh, words, whether it passed the Bletchdale test. Is it Bletchdale test? What I really loved about it though is that it, it felt a bit like it was a superhero movie made for me. It was set in the 90s. It had a cat in it and there were like strong empowered women and I really loved the inclusion about the pieces about female friendship. Yeah. Because I feel like that doesn't get enough screen time in that kind of way. I think it's often portrayed in quite like a fluffy, oh let's go to dinner with one another and sip cocktails way and this was really about that like how valuable that bond is and that yeah, and doing kind of... what you have to do and supporting each other no matter what. And it, it was really, yeah. I've actually just looked it up and it did pass the Bletchdale test. Oh, good. I'm pleased. Yeah. And the reviews of it are amazing. And there is actually a lot of, I hadn't really read a lot of reviews, to be fair, because I felt a bit like there was going to be a lot of um, traditional male Marvel fans who might knock it. Um, yeah. But no, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And annoyingly I did not see the twist coming until it was literally like five seconds away and then I was like oh and then I realized okay well either way if you've not seen it yet I would really really recommend it and if you're oh it's even got TLC in it the like I know. oh my god it made me so happy I I definitely recommend going to see it and obviously if you're going to go see um Avengers Endgame as well it makes sense for you to have um to have yeah seen that yeah and- yeah, to kind of link everything up together, which I'm so excited about seeing as well. Oh my god! I feel like we'll have to discuss that at a later date because it's there's going to be a lot there to discuss. I feel very emotional about it. I mean, I do. I, I'm far too invested in something I never expected to be this invested in. Yeah, like superhero movies. Who thought I would be so invested in them? Oh, I'm so invested. I still, even though it came out what four, four, how many years ago did we graduate? Four years ago? Four and a half years ago? When the yeah. second Avengers came out and it part of it was shot at UEA, why the hell didn't we go to the auditions? I still am so angry at us for that. Um, um, no, it's because we didn't know. And I only found out because I was on a work shift that day and they were like, oh, have you not gone to the after party auditions? And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, they're looking for people who are women who are five foot ten and over to be extras. 
And I was like, extras in what? And it wasn't, and obviously I was in a work shift, so I couldn't even go anyway. But I still tell people, like, did you know part of this was shot at UEA? <laughs> oh, yeah, I still tell people as if I personally kind of, like, scouted the movie location yeah. or something. <laughs> I'm like, did you know? It's it's like the outside of a building for, like, 10 seconds. But it is in the Avengers movie, and I feel a real affinity to it now. Um, oh, yeah. anyway what is your um your last recommendation so my last recommendation is actually someone to follow on instagram um and let me find her username actually so her name is i've got my phone ready her name is audrey layton rogers but her instagram name is frassy audrey and i'll leave it linked um and she describes herself in her like bio as a photographer writer influencer and vintage boutique owner now her personal style is incredible like it's just amazing kind of like beautiful decadence, but not in like a, um, it's like, I want to say old school decadence, if you know what I mean. Like it, it doesn't feel like. Ooh, her, yeah, I just found it. I see what you mean. Her photography is stunning and it is like nothing else I've seen, which I love. But the thing I love most about her are the captions that she writes. And she's a phenomenal writer. Um, there's one in particular that I'm actually going to read because it just was like, it's just amazing. Um, and it's a picture of her. If you want to find it on her grid, it's a few weeks ago now, but it's her in like a black bardo style dress with a black hat on with a big black handbag and she's looking away from the camera. Um, and again, I forgot how incredible I am. I decided momentarily I wasn't. I forgot. I can't believe I forgot. I can't believe I allowed another person in my life to essentially become more important than me. But then I remembered. I come first. I do. Always. And then other people. They come after me, close by, fiercely loved, but always, always after me. They might not be around my whole life, but myself, I'm all I've got. And it's funny. When I stop prioritising them over me, that's when I remember just how much I am just how much I have and how happy I am that I have me because I like me. It took me 30 years to say that and I mean it, but I do. And I'm not willing to give up three decades of hard work for other people that might not always be around. So please remember to not forget how incredible you are. You really, really are so incredible and learning to believe that is your life's biggest, boldest lesson. The sooner you teach yourself, the better you will be. I love that. How, like, that woman nails the Instagram caption. Like, it's just phenomenal. She also did a really gorgeous post recently about friendship and female friendship is actually the most recent one on her grid um and she's on the back of a vespa with her friend and it's just beautiful and her content is like nothing else that i've seen and it's really refreshing and she speaks so honestly and so openly about so many things um and i just love it i just think it's really cool it's really different and she's one of those people who when they post on instagram i'm really excited by it yeah. and i think so much content going out these days i don't always get that from everyone i follow so I just I can't recommend her enough like I think she deserves all the success in the world yeah she's definitely got a really unique space on Instagram definitely yeah she's curated it so well I really like her content so yeah I would highly recommend um and go and read some of her captions too because they're really special well I feel like that leads on quite nicely actually to our topic this week in terms of talking about fashion and personal style does and that wasn't planned at all I'm really proud of us (laughs) yeah no that's a very nice segue yeah so this week we decided to touch on personal style and styling generally and fashion and I think um like for both of us um we both love traveling but I feel like travel is Helly's main domain and then I'm like yeah I like that and I feel like it's inverted for like fashion and style like we both love it but I feel like that's my like really the area I really really love um do you know what I mean? Do you agree? Yeah, 
yeah no absolutely and I think it's something that we've both always enjoyed and we come at it from really different angles because I feel like we have such completely different personal styles but even then like we'll still pick out things that we really like that we pick out similar things or something and um I don't know I just think fashion and style is such a fun it can be such a fun and liberating thing but especially this like this kind of age it's like oh what is my personal style and I think there's a lot of pressure online to know exactly what your personal style is and to just have loads of conviction in everything you wear and always be confident and it's not quite as simple as that um and I just think you know it's just quite it's just a fun light-hearted topic to talk about we've spoken about some much heavier stuff recently so we wanted to bring it back to a bit more of like a fun and light-hearted discussion I always think back to when, whenever we've looked through previous photos of us at uni and the questionable fashion choices that we made that we thought were so on trend and just so in style that some of the things that we went out in I mean I realize I'm sounding like an old person like oh can't believe you went out in that but just the odd combinations of things that we wore that I know for a fact we've we haven't touched anything like that in like four or five years I mean oh good times I mean I remember going out in like a a bralette and the teeniest leather skirt ever that I remember going I actually found the photo the other week um where I saw the skirt and at the time we had a conversation I was like do you think that this skirt's too short and you no I was like don't you think this skirt is really long you're like yeah maybe it's almost too long it was like a mid thigh yeah I would not wear that now because I think it's too short and I think but that's the thing about fashion and style I think it's just so fun to see how it evolves for you and I don't think you have to have it nailed down at any time and that like your personal style has to be one way set in stone, but it really develops as you change and you grow and you like visit different places and you have different influences and like your jobs change and all that kind of thing. I just think it's a really fun thing to discuss. Oh, definitely. I mean, like a person doesn't stay exactly the same forever. So how can you possibly expect their their style and their fashion choices to stay the same forever? Like they're always going to change whether that's like a personal factor an environmental factor like it just depends on what's going on in your life and what works right for you it'd be like like I know mine changed when when I started working in publishing because publishing is so casual I no longer had a need for those like very kind of business formal outfits that I needed in previous jobs and as such I know my style has really changed from that whereas I feel like you've kind of got the like the opposite thing and how work has influenced your style yeah I feel like because I'm still in a really casual environment like people wear trainers and t-shirts and stuff to work but for me going to work has always been a bit of an excuse to dress up and it's something I really enjoy doing so like I as much as I love my clothes to be very comfortable and very practical to an extent, sometimes I wear things that are not quite seasonal appropriate. This weekend. Um, <laughs> I was very cold yesterday, but um, <laughs> I do like to, I like for it to be like a way to almost get that creativity out in a, just a different way. And I think it's having the confidence. Cause I feel like with my style, I've got more confident. Like I wouldn't say I have a particularly out there style, but I think I'm a lot more confident. Like I've got a pink suit that I've had for, I don't know, a year or so. And I absolutely adore it. And like, I love wearing that. Whereas there was a time when that would be so outside my comfort zone. Yeah. And I love wearing like, like the shirt I was wearing yesterday, for example, had absolutely huge sleeves that were bigger than my head. And I just, I, it's kind of having the confidence to 
kind of just do it anyway. Like I think you're someone who's really confident with their style. Like you're really confident to wear bright colours and clash prints. And to me, that feels very intimidating. How do you get the confidence to do that? I don't know. I've always really liked colourful things anyway. I mean, you can see it in like my photography and the way I've like decorated my room. Like I think yeah. it's always very evident in just like my own personal belongings that I like quite bright and colourful stuff. So then I've always naturally been more attracted to those kind of clothes. But I think I think that's interesting because I've become confident confident in that because I realised that kind of the more muted and maybe sharper style wasn't for me. I think I felt under pressure for a long time to wear very like clean cut, sharp kind of shapes, maybe a nice like grey white sort of palette or just to try and be on trend. Whereas now I acknowledge that actually the things that I do on a daily basis or the traveling that I do or like outdoor activities on a weekend, whether I'm walking or hiking or whatever, me trying to fit into trends what like did not fit my lifestyle so the things that I now wear a bright yellow colored raincoat is great for me because that's really practical to me and it means I get to kind of show my love of bright colors as well I think that's so important what you've just touched on there about like trends are something that can be so fun to incorporate and to play around with but for me it's like I very much cherry pick the trends that I want to be involved in yeah. And there's definitely you should wear it. Like for me, cycling shorts are never going to be something I wear. Neon is never going to be something I wear. Yeah. If you love it, more power to you. Like you go for it and you enjoy that. But for me personally, it doesn't work with my wardrobe. It's not what I feel comfortable in. And actually, I think finding your own kind of personal style is so much more about what you feel comfortable in, not just physically and having everything like fit you properly and not rub or whatever, but also how you feel like emotionally in it. Yeah. And I think clothes are so powerful at changing your mood and your mindset. Like, I know that if I'm wearing a blazer, I feel very differently to if I'm wearing like an old jumper. Yeah. And I think the power in that is that you should really, you should take that on board and just be like, what do I feel great in? What are the things that make me feel amazing? And it's not even so much about what looks amazing on you. Like, it's always nice to look amazing and like, and feel like when you look in the mirror, you love what you see. But you know, if there's a trend that's out there that just physically doesn't suit you or you don't like, that's fine. Yeah. Just enjoy it, have fun with it, be comfortable and just see it as another way to express yourself because ultimately we're all going to look back at pictures in 10 years' time and be like, what the hell was I wearing? So just enjoy it now. Yeah, and I think that's also the key thing about trends. I feel like it's so easy to get lost in trends, but I do feel like it's a real skill to be able to kind of cherry pick trends because trends are exactly that and I think if you see a trend and you want to buy into it because it's something you think you'll still be wearing or still be using in a year's time that's great but I think if you can if you can see that a trend is exactly that and it's just a passing trend then it really does become about getting things that are durable and that are going to work as part of your wardrobe long term and I know that there's things I've always I've wanted to really buy and I've not found it a version of it that's quite right for me and two months down the line I was glad that I didn't find it because I realized that the trend had passed yeah and actually I think that's really relevant going on from what we're just saying about our planet and sustainability I think everyone has a role to play in the sustainability of fashion and fast fashion and 
I think it was mentioned on the high low quite a while ago and they basically said you know sustainability and shopping sustainably is a choice and it's a privilege and I think it is because you know ultimately the brands that are the most sustainable are also some of the most expensive but that said I think even if you can't afford to shop from those brands there are still so many things you can do to just make a bettering pet like personally I now make sure that I really think how every purchase I make I have to make sure that I can get at least five different outfits out of it within my wardrobe you know I want to make sure it fits well that it's more of a classic piece that I'll wear like in seasons to come all those little things and not only does it mean that I know that I'm making better choices for the planet but I'm also making better choices for my wardrobe and my style. And I'm not looking in my wardrobe going, oh my God, I've got nothing to wear. I don't really know what my style is. I've kind of thought it out a bit more in advance. And so again, fashion's more fun because I'm playing around with it other than thinking, as opposed to thinking, oh my God, I have nothing to wear. I don't really know how to make these things work together. I don't feel confident. I don't feel comfortable in what I'm wearing. Yeah, I think on that similar vein, um, I've I rarely buy things new anymore like I I sometimes do don't get me wrong and I got Zara vouchers for Christmas so obviously I spent them which is fine but I'm so much more aware of buying things secondhand and I love eBay I think eBay is such a a gold mine for finding fashion items that you're after and that obviously people don't want and you're giving that item a second life and that is far more sustainable than just going to Primark and finding a cheap version because it's only seven quid. I also think it's a really amazing way to redevelop your own personal style that more. That's why it's something I really want to get into more of this year is like shopping secondhand because it's stuff that not everyone else on the planet's going to have. And, you know, you're not going to, because I don't get me wrong, there's a lot of the stuff that's designed in Zara that I love, but you do have that syndrome of walking down the street and you'll be wearing the same top as five other people. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. But for me personally, I find that style and curating my wardrobe and all those kinds of things is something I enjoy so much and I want to have that streak of individuality in it that shopping secondhand allows you to do that. I just think it's such a brilliant way to incorporate, to A, give some, like life to something else, but to incorporate something a little bit different into your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I do. eBay is great. eBay and Depop, they are both, they're both really good. I like them. I need to get on that. I think I need to kind of work out what I um, what I want and then shop it like that. One thing I also love doing is um, going through my mum's wardrobe and being like, can I have this? There's a shirt that she had when I was born and it looks so much like a shirt that Gucci did last season and she can't find <laughs> it and it breaks my heart. No. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. She was like, I know I've still got it because I never binned it because I knew it would come back into style. And she oh. can't find it. And I'm like, it's like a purple silk shirt and it's amazing. And I'm just like, <laughs> please. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my God. But it's just exciting. Like when you go into a charity shop and you don't know what you're going to find. Like, I just love it. It's like a treasure trove. Yeah, I do. I wish that there was more um, like vintage warehouses in the UK. Like they are becoming popular. Yeah. But only in like only in certain places Like they've got a lot in Bristol. They've got quite a few in Birmingham. But I mean, I know in I don't know, I'm just basing this off Oregon, but they have like streets and streets which are full of just vintage warehouses. And I'm like, that is so much more sustainable. And people take their clothes in and they swap them for others or like it's kind of refashioned and like reused. I, and I think that's such a good idea. And yes people are kind of catching on more to charity shops but people need to also remember that 
these vintage shops yes they're more expensive sometimes but it is it's still more sustainable than just popping to Primark for everything you need and you can also find such bargains now as well like yeah. um did I ever tell you about my nine pound cashmere jumper I bought in a charity shop on the King's Road oh my god that's amazing I, saw that shirt I was wearing yesterday 100% silk and I got that from a second-hand shop for like seven quid I can't believe you got a silk shirt for seven quid that's amazing it's insane like if you if you're willing to search you find gems yeah it's about where you search so I've got to be in the right mood for it I'm not always in the mood to go hunting through everything but it can be so mm. rewarding yeah yeah, that is what, true. Um, I think what's been really nice to share is some of our style staples. Like I know we've said that fashion's so personal and it should be so different, but I think there we've got such different styles personally. I think it'd be cool to have like what your staples are and then I can share some of what my wardrobe staples are. Yeah, definitely. Um I think for me, I already kind of touched on it a little bit at the start, but I've I've kind of really realized over the past few years that I really like to have a statement jacket or coat and I've got a couple I have like my yellow rain jacket which I wear outside all the time all kinds (laughs) of weather and to me that's really practical because in the UK it rains a lot and if I go abroad it's it's it folds down really small so it's space saving but I can fit lots of layers underneath it so to me it's really practical but I also get to wear a rain jacket which is my favorite color of bright yellow um, and the same with like print jackets and stuff. I think having one statement outerwear piece is a really nice way to kind of bring something different to an outfit that otherwise might be just jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, I think especially if you live somewhere where it is cold a lot of the time or it rains a lot, it can be really soul destroying when you have an amazing outfit on and then you have to throw a coat over the top. Whereas if your coat in itself makes the outfit, that's just yeah. like, it's just amazing. Yeah, I do. I like having that little touch. Um, what what about you? What would you say is one of your kind of key pieces to have in a wardrobe? I'd have to say my number one is a really good pair of jeans. I know that sounds really boring. I know that's what everyone always says. But I think I'm not talking about like a specific colour of denim or a specific cut. I think work out what cut of denim suits you best, what colour denim you'll get the most wear out of. But a really good pair of jeans, you can dress it up with like heels and like a blouse or you can make it really casual with just a t-shirt and I think if they fit you well and they're comfortable because jeans can be comfortable some of my most comfortable clothes are jeans um I just they're never going to see wrong they are always in style it will always look good so I just think find yourself a really decent pair of jeans and also Um, it doesn't always have to be super expensive pairs either no I don't think that I really don't think it's worth spending hundreds on a pair of jeans. I really don't. Some of the best jeans I've had have actually, the pair of jeans I've had that have lasted me the longest are a pair of Primark jeans I bought about three years ago. No, mine mine are the same. But my favourite pair of jeans that still fit me really nicely are Primark. And they, um, I know it's a bit controversial because we're just talking about sustainability and I don't really understand how Primark fit into that because I hear very conflicting information. Um... But I think it's that thing of I can't afford to go and buy a pair of really expensive, sustainably sourced jeans. However, if I'm buying a pair that I get three, four plus years worth of wear out of them, it's still better than a pair that I spend more on that I throw away quickly. So I think yeah. it's finding that balance. But yeah, a good pair of jeans, no matter where you get them from, always a good staple. Yeah, definitely. What else? What's your other staple you think everyone should have? I feel like in the same way that you were speaking about jeans, I feel the same about having a really good pair of 
trainers or boots to wear yeah I think having something like a go-to pair of shoes that you know you can just throw on with any outfit and you're comfortable in them you feel good in them you can walk in them they're not going to hurt your feet I mean my black Chelsea boots have I've rehealed those so many times because they are just so comfortable and they go with anything and yes they're probably one of the more expensive things that I wear but I think I paid 70 pounds for them and I've now had them for over three years like I was gonna say I feel like you got those at uni like in fact yeah I did so they're at least four years old and I think I've had them rehealed twice but I wear them most days I think if you can get that cost per wear down then it's worth it like I wonder what your cost per wear on that pair of boots is it must be tiny yeah I probably wear them minimum four days a week so easily equally it could be something more practical like I also have a go-to pair of trainers which I can wear into town or I can wear it out if I'm going walking so I think just having those key pairs of shoes and not just a a pair of shoes that are gorgeous but they only go with one outfit in your wardrobe I think pairs of shoes like that are a little bit of a a waste also and this is something I've stopped doing I made a promise to myself a couple of years ago I'm not buying any shoes that aren't actually comfortable because we've yeah. all been guilty of it where we've seen the pretty shoes and we buy the pretty shoes and then they hurt so much. And it's just, I just think, you know, don't put yourself in pain. Just be comfortable. You can find gorgeous yeah. shoes that are comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, what's your other staple piece for your wardrobe? I think, again, it sounds quite boring, but there is a twist. Um, a good white shirt because it's something I wear all the time. And I think, again, you compare it with anything and it looks nice, but I like my white shirts to be a little bit different. So I also have a favourite white shirt, which I just feel like is when you really know that you have quite a few. Um, (laughs) I like to have a bit of variety. So I have like the classic style white shirt, but then I've got some that may be a bit more oversized. I've got one that has like a slit in the back. So it kind of like covers over. So that's a bit different. I've got ones with really big sleeves, ones with shoulder pads. And I just find that a white shirt is always going to look smart. It's always going to look put together. It's going to go with whatever you have in your wardrobe, whether it's a pair of suit trousers or whether it's a pair of jeans or a pair of shorts, whatever it is, it works. Um, And again, finding one that fits you well, fits your style well, they just last you for years. Like I've got shirts in my wardrobe that I have had for years and years and years. And it's like anything. If you look after it well, it will last you. Um, yeah, I just think a white shirt, it goes with everything. It's nice and simple. You can pick them up from so many places. And it's kind of, I want to say, like above the trends. Like whatever else is going on in fashion, a crisp white shirt is always going to look good. Yeah. And I think that's actually really important because a lot of people think, oh, well, white shirt, obviously you need one of those for work or for interviews or whatever. It doesn't have to be a basic white shirt that you got out of a pack from M&S. Like, no. You've just proved how many different styles of a white shirt there can be. You can still show your own personal style through having a wardrobe basic like a white shirt. But that's been really nice to kind of talk about different styles and um, being confident in finding your own style. We'd love to hear your thoughts on style or if you have any key pieces that you think are wardrobe staples. We'd love to discuss those. And as always, you can get in touch with us either um, via our email address, which is twentiesarehard at gmail.com. Or on Instagram as well, at twentiesarehard. And actually, if you have any accounts you follow on Instagram or anywhere like that that you get really amazing fashion inspiration from, please share them because I think it's such an amazing platform for getting inspiration on like how to style stuff. It would be great to hear what you guys are having as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and very excitingly, the next time you guys hear from us, um, we will have been to Amsterdam. It's my first trip of the year. Is it your first trip of the year as well? Apart from when I went to Oregon. Oh yeah, you did do that right at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, so well, it's our first trip together this year. It's our first little adventure. And we are going yeah. to Amsterdam. We're away for 36 hours. We are in Amsterdam for 12 of them. Um, <laughs> about 20 will be spent on a bus and three will be spent in Antwerp at 4am. So we will report back on this little adventure. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting trip, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, we will explain all when we return. Um, there will be lots of tulips, hopefully, and um, some waffles. That's what I want. I want the waffles when we're in Amsterdam, yeah. please. Um, so yeah in the meantime just hit subscribe so you get up to date with our latest episodes and we will hear we'll speak to you soon bye bye